This is Bruce Friedman of Adult Site Broker, and welcome to Adult Site Broker Talk, where each week we interview one of the movers and shakers of the adult industry, and we give you a tip on buying and selling websites. This week we'll be speaking with Jay Copita of Why Not. Adult Site Broker is proud to announce the launch of our new website, Adult Site Broker 3.0, at adultsitebroker.com. The look and feel of the new site is nice and up-to-date and easier to navigate. The new site also has links to our affiliate program, ASB Cash, and our new blog. Speaking of ASB Cash, we've doubled our affiliate payouts. That's right. Now when you refer sellers or buyers to us at Adult Site Broker, you're going to receive 20% of our broker commission on any and all sales that result from that referral for life. You can either place a link to us on your site or refer buyers and sellers through an email introduction. ASB Cash is the first affiliate program for an adult website brokerage. Check out ASBCash.com for more details and to sign up. Now let's feature our property the week that's for sale at Adult Site Broker. We're proud to offer for sale a growing sex doll site. Started in 2016, it's grown to over $2 million in annual revenue. The owner is focused and invested heavily into SEO for the site, making sure it consistently ranks at the top in the search engines for the main industry keywords. As a result, most of the traffic and sales are organic, coming from people who have searched for sex dolls on Google. Other strong sales channels are the 25,000-plus person email list and an affiliate program. The owner has developed relationships with the best manufacturers. The products are drop-shipped directly from the manufacturer to the customer. The store has hundreds of five-star reviews on the website and on third-party sites. It currently has no employees aside from the owner who works 10 to 15 hours a week on the business. SEO is handled by an agency. This is a business that can be grown by a company with experience in the novelties field. Only $2.72 million. Now time for this week's interview. My guest today on Adult Site Broker Talk is Jay Copita of Why Not Group, a.k.a. LAJ, and he's also known as Harry. Jay, thanks for being back with us today on Adult Site Broker Talk. Hey, thanks for having me, Bruce. Now, Why Not has been around since 1996. At that time, their goal was to provide early online developers of adult websites with a central hub where they could network and promote ethical business practices in what was then a largely lawless internet. The company has changed ownership several times since its early days, eventually moving its core presence to the domain whynot.com and branching out with additional services for businesses. Today, the company Why Not Group offers a variety of B2B services for adult companies. Why Not also operates the blog Why Not Europe, which focuses on adult business news coming out of the EU. In early 2016, the company added Why Not Shoot Me, a photojournalism site in collaboration with veteran adult industry photographer and my buddy Buster Brown. Why Not is also has Why Not Cam, an online magazine that offers tips and advice to cam models. In addition to its well-read blogs and resource sites, Why Not Group also operates popular industry events. The well-attended Why Not Awards formal event takes place each year in Prague in collaboration with the TES Affiliate Summit. The Why Not Awards offers the adult industry an opportunity to recognize the biggest achievers in the adult online sector. 
Why Not also owns and operates Why Not Mail, a hosted email marketing and delivery platform that provides companies with a powerful platform for driving email marketing success. They also have the Why Not Cam Awards and Why Not Community in Hollywood. That's community with an A. Uh, this year's edition is October 10th through the 13th. And this year they added uh, another event in Arizona, the Why Not Reunion. So, Jake, who should be attending Why Not Community? Uh, wow. First of all, thank you for uh, covering all that. Uh, for, hopefully for, everyone your, for was, your commercial. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully everyone was at home taking notes about all that stuff. So I'm sure I was. <laughs> yeah, anybody with any kind of involvement whatsoever in the webcam or the content creator industries, whether you've been around for many years or you're brand new or anything in between, we'd like to get all performers attending our show in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. uh, anybody that works for any of these platforms or any kind of service that can feed into webcams or content creation uh, should also attend. You know, we've got affiliate mm -hmm. passes, we've got cam uh, performer and clip performer passes. We've also got executive passes. So mm. it's really just a whole business to business show where anybody with any kind of involvement in any of these industries uh, should attend. This event's come a long way in a few years. Yeah. We were tripped up obviously because of the pandemic. We were just sure. starting to get some momentum and everything. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, compared to what we had in 2019 to what we're doing this year and hopefully what our attendance is going to look like, uh, we're definitely trending in the right direction. Yeah, for sure. It's become a really big thing uh, among the creator industry, for sure. Yeah. Who should be attending the Why Not Cam Awards? Obviously, anybody who got a nomination, if they have the time and the sure. means to make it out to LA, they're going to be treated to an amazing night. I mean, it's the Oscars night for, uh, for, for cams and creators. Mm -hmm. uh, anybody who's been nominated automatically gets a VIP seat. All the, uh, all the companies that are sponsoring, even the companies that are not. Uh, we have, mm -hmm. uh, we've got balcony seats. We've got an after party. Uh, we've got entertainment, open bar, dinner, red carpet, everything. So literally, aside from all the people that got nominated, anybody who's in the industry whatsoever, uh, they're welcome to attend. I mean, we've got very low-priced seats in the balcony and lots of room to put them. Mm -hmm. So... It's really just, we're not going to turn anyone away who's in the industry. If you buy a ticket, you can get in. I understand it's quite an experience. Yeah, it is. We do our best to take care of everyone. A lot of the unsung heroes in the industry who really don't get their due at the other shows or they're kind of, you know, treated like cattle or just kind of, you know, moved around. We're not like that. We, we want everyone to go there feeling like, wow, this is our night and we're finally being taken care of. This is really the original content creator show and awards, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody was paying as much attention to uh, cam stars and creators specifically like we were when we launched this back in 2018. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of times that industry was kind of included as like an also ran, so to speak, yeah. uh, when all the porn stars are being awarded. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but I mean, you know, you've got the porn industry and then you've got the creator and cam industry. And we decided to focus solely on that. And, uh, you know, it served us well. And others have more or less taken note and followed suit. Sure. Well, they say imitation is the greatest form of flattery. The whole content creator concept, obviously, with the uh, advent of OnlyFans and all of the other uh, platforms, 
it's become massive, absolutely yeah. massive. You guys seem to kind of see it coming, but talk about the whole content creator industry and what it's become. Well, I mean, essentially, way, way back in the day, the people that controlled the internet were the people that owned the pay sites and ran the affiliate programs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, those are the people that controlled everything. And I mean, we've seen a shift over the years and the models and the creators who have tons of influence, who have tons of uh, followers and are influencers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of these people are the ones who really run the show. And I mean, when you're out there and you're making six figures and I mean, and even some cases, seven figures a year, mm-hmm. uh, it's, you know, it's crazy. So, yep. uh, you know, it's, it's really been a game changer. And I mean, I think the pandemic played into a part of it as well, because a lot of oh, times sure. people needed, you know, needed work and they saw what was going on and anybody with enough knowledge of the internet and what their audience could be like and tenacity uh, can, can carve out their own their own path and their own fan base. And the creators, the performers for the first time have really taken control of the industry. Yeah. That's a fair assessment. Uh, It's been that way for a number of years, even Mm -hmm. Um, I think it was that way even before the pandemic. Uh, But people really started taking notice over the last couple of years, for sure that this is how things are moving. So what makes why not nomination process better than other shows? Well, I'm not 100% sure how the others do it, but I do see that a lot of times they'll accept 10 nominees per category, some cases 15 mm-hmm. or even 20 nominees per category. Yeah. I mean, at that point, it doesn't even become about the nomination because what are your chances right. of winning when you're among that many for the same category? Sure. Um, you know, we limit to five per category. So getting nominated is truly an elite. It's truly elite that way. I mean, our process, mm-hmm. we require... Uh, all potential nominees during the pre-nom phase to either accept or reject nomination suggestions that come their way. So no one is going to end up in a category that they don't want to be. I mean, they Mm -hmm. have the full control to reject everything that comes their way except for the one category. And if they get into that category, great. If they don't, then they don't. But at the end of the day, our, our screening process and the fact that we limit it so we make it much, much more about the performer and their nomination and a lot less about us I think really differentiates us uh, from all of our competitors. Talk about the voting process too, because I'm not going to accuse anybody of playing favorites in any of the awards. um, But there's that inference out there. It's really something when you guys have an awards event, it's, it's for real. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, You know, the thing that might look like it's weighted in one direction or another is that there's just certain platforms out there that are very, very engaged with us. When you Mm -hmm. have, you know, 2,000 people buying for 125 nomination spots, Mm -hmm. a lot of people are not going to get nominated. And the thing is, is that, you know, there's a select three or four platforms where, you know, the owners and the people who run the platform and their models, whether it's, you know, top ones or new ones, they're really engaged with us. They're engaged with the process. They're paying attention to what we're doing and hundreds of them are trying to get in. So naturally more are going to be nominated uh, out of that. Just when you look at the sheer numbers, Mm -hmm. you know, and then once the voting starts, you know, obviously we have a, a process there as well where people can vote, but they need to be signed up for a why not ID account. 
and we're able to, you know, tabulate everything and see where it's coming from and, and all that good stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's just when you, when you look at it that way, that's that's how it would appear. You're very involved with the uh, creator and cam platforms. Which of these platforms, which of the newer platforms have you been most impressed with? Uh, well, I would have to say I was uh, really impressed when Cherry.TV came around. They, mm-hmm. you know, were vying for a market that really, I wouldn't say it's saturated. I mean, there's always room for more. But, you know, jumping into the freemium market and trying to compete mm-hmm. with, you know, some of the biggest players out there like like Chatterbait or StripChat, I mean, it's mm-hmm. a very difficult feat. You have to put a lot of money into marketing. You have to do a lot of things in order to be noticed and be taken seriously. So I was really impressed sure. with them. Uh, you know, Sugar Bounce, I'm, I'm impressed with them and how, uh, you know, they're involving all different uh, facets with their platform and as well are using crypto. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's tough to get into the market nowadays uh, as opposed to, you know, creating a white label and basically working directly with any specific platform. So I would have to say those two have, you know, stuck out for me. Okay. So what events... Does why not attend, and how does it help your business? We tend to go to any show that has given us a return or has a proven track record of me being able to make sales and us getting the kind of recognition and uh, FaceTime with people that we're already doing business with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to that end, you know, I'm always going to be going to TES, the European Center, sure. uh, TES affiliate conferences in Europe. I'll always make a point of going to AVN and Internex just because those have been really good for me for FaceTime and meeting business owners and performers that I've either worked with or I'm friends with or uh, have some sort of business association with. Right. Uh, and then as well, the Exotica Expos. We're regular partners with those guys. We exhibit at every show. I get a lot of FaceTime with a lot of creators and performers at there at that show. And uh, I always manage to land sales as well that, you know, more, more than pay for the trips. So the exotic expos have really been good for our brand. Mm. And, uh, you know, it also separates us from our competitors in that regard, too. Exotic is an interesting one. And I can't say I've ever attended one. I've heard a lot about them from people like you and people like uh, Buster, who we mentioned earlier. How much of a B2B element does Exotica have for somebody like, say, myself? It really doesn't have that kind of an element there. You have to go out looking for it. The whole show is designed entirely for businesses that promote some sort of lifestyle product, whether Mm -hmm. it's novelties or cams or swingers. I mean, it's just got a little bit of everything there. Uh, And it's obviously designed for all the fans that come into the show. That's where the bulk of the attendance is. It's all for the consumer. Mm -hmm. My thing is, is that I go to all the booths and I talk to the owners, I talk right. to lots of models there, and uh, you know, I get them interested as well in knowing more about why not in our brand. Uh, mm-hmm. Plus, we get a lot of traffic at our booth. I usually have anywhere from 10 to 15 different performers who are signing or doing autographs or photographs or just basically hustling and representing at my booth. It's a, mm. it's a fun place to be. It's safe sure. for them, and you know, it's good for their brand, and it's good for mine. So it sounds like with with a lot of companies being there, it, it's it's B2B if you make it B2B. Yeah, you can make anything B2B. The thing is, is I just wouldn't recommend anybody that's, you know, going there that's, you know, looking for business uh, to go to all the booths and solicit them directly. I mean, something like that. It's just, you know, I mean, people are paying for booths. They're trying to sell their product. 
uh, I will only go in and actively solicit someone if they want to be solicited to. Oh, and sure. Usually, yeah, and usually I will find them. I mean, it's uh, just for example, when I was in Miami, uh, I met the guys who own and operate Motor Bunny, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the interactive sex toy. Right. And uh, these guys founded the company, uh, Brooks and Caleb over there, really, really cool guys. They gave me a mm-hmm. demo, showed me the product and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, got some really good info about that. And, you know, discussed with them at the show, you know, about what we're doing with Why Not and everything. And I could see that they were interested in knowing more. And obviously the model reach is huge. Uh, and sure. now, would you know it, they're uh, my after party sponsor for the Why Not Cam Awards uh, on October Great. 13th. Talk about North American shows. You know, it, it used to be there were more. Mm-hmm. It used to be there was an internext in Miami. There was the Phoenix Forum. Even the shows that used to be adult only now seem to be catering to more than just adult. Why is that? The people that run these shows just, maybe it's not as, uh, there's a lot of reasons. It's not as fun for them as it used to be. It's certainly not as profitable as for them as it used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the old webmaster B2B shows, uh, used to be a goldmine because there were so many companies that were making money hand over fist and they were interested in uh, sponsoring all these different events. Right. Uh, you know, a lot of them have either gone by the wayside or they're just not interested in spending that kind of money anymore, or sure. they just aren't really interested in going to these kinds of shows. I mean, the, the old days are gone. And as show mm-hmm. organizers, you know, you got to go where the money is. You got to go where, uh, you know, your fan base is going to be and where it's going to make the most sense. Sure. And, you know, I wouldn't say that, you know, all of them have given up, but if it's not working out for them, obviously the smart thing to do is to just, you know, not do those shows anymore. And unfortunately, there's some companies out there still doing events that uh, really don't bring anything to the table. They don't bring the numbers and it kind of poisons it for the rest of us because if people only go to those shows and they see it as being not really that big and really not that good for their business, they're going to kind of associate all events like that. And then yeah. just, you know, if things aren't working for you, go for a plan B and stop doing what you're doing because it doesn't help anyone. Now, you've been in the business for a long time, Jay. How has the sales aspect, because that's primarily what you handle at Why Not, how has that changed on a B2B level from the time you started? Uh, I think it's gotten a lot more difficult <laughs> over the mm-hmm. years. A lot of the sales that I made back in the day were much more out of necessity for the person that I was selling to. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't have the kinds of relationships with people back then that I do now. Sure. Much of the sales that I'm able to secure now is because people already know who I am and they know what my brand is about, or right. they're at least familiar seeing what my brand is. A lot of times it's very, very relationship driven. I get mm-hmm. more sales because of people knowing who I am or what mm-hmm. I am. Sure. Uh, which has opened doors for me and it makes it a little bit easier, but it's still, I mean, it's a grind. I'm, you know, never just sitting back on my laurels and be like, you know, things are, things are easy. I'm always, always hustling. Always. Yeah. I'm a good example. I mean, I started advertising with you guys because I know you, I know Connor, I know why not. And I believe in the brand and I believe in what you guys do. So I support it. Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely. Talk about also the the changes in the adult industry since you started. Obviously, it was a totally different game when you first got into it. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, back when I first started in 2000, I mean, I had no clue about anything. I mean, there were people that were already multi, multi-millionaires from, you know, launching pay sites, right. affiliate programs from years earlier. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a pretty lawless place. You know, it, you'd meet people for the first time at events or wherever. And a lot of times you'd go an entire career without knowing anybody's real name. You would just know their board <laughs> name, their nickname. <laughs> You'd never know what they look like because back then no one was using any kind of facial anything hmm. uh, is, to associate themselves with uh, any kind of what was considered social media back then. The barrier of entry was a lot different back then as well. There's always going to be unethical players out there. Sure. Uh, I just think it was a lot easier to get into the industry way back when and you know scam someone out of their money and then you know disappear and then reinvent yourself and then come back like nothing happened. Uh, Those days are long gone, I think. Oh, yeah. Social media, how has that changed the adult industry? It's really leveled the playing field for a lot of people. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, used to be, I mean, just social media in general. I mean, it used to be that the people that were in power and the people that were in charge had all the power. And, you know, now anybody with an internet connection and, you know, a little bit of time can go out there and and make noise or they can carve their own career. They can do really anything. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's also opened up a lot of possibilities at the same time. I mean, now you can promote to a larger group of people. Things are much, much quicker. Uh, It's, you know, for better or worse, made promotion and selling possible for everyone. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So how did the uh, Why Not Awards in Prague go? Oh, man. So it was our uh, 12th year. And... It wow. was literally, yeah, it's one of our best ones. I mean, I more or less use the same formula year after year, but this year, you know, I was determined to keep things on a certain time schedule. Uh, technically, everything went well. I mean, a lot of the things that you kind of take for granted was the food good, was the deliveries of all my necessities there, was everything in perfect working order. Uh, did my co host do a great job? I mean, pretty much the answer to everything was yes this year. And I was hmm. very happy with the results. And uh, yeah, I mean, the, the show uh, the show is continuing on after all these years. The coordination of things like the Why Not uh, Awards, both in Prague and L.A., that's a tremendous undertaking. And you guys are you guys are still a small team. How do you guys pull it off? There's only so many hours in the day. I know. I know. It's tough. I mean, believe me, Connor and I could both use literally two assistants each, if not more. Um, yep. The uh, the profit margin, you know, for a lot of what we do isn't huge. Uh, so sure. we've also learned over the years to be as streamlined as we possibly can. Mm-hmm. Connor and I have both faced some serious adversity over the years and some major, major hurdles, both mm. inside the industry and out, mm. uh, both inside our company and out. So. Yeah. Uh, we've just, we've learned to be adapters, survivors, all that stuff. And, uh, you know, if we're able to continue doing it, we will. I mean, if we start getting to the point where the money is just so great, <laughs> you know, yeah, then we'll hire an additional team. But until then, you know, we're, we're pretty content to be doing things the way that we have been. Now, both you and Connor started as employees of the company and worked your way up to the executive level and then eventually became owners. Talk about that journey. It was crazy and extremely improbable. 
Yeah. I mean, Connor and I both, well, Connor started in the industry in like 97. I started out in 2000. Mm-hmm. Uh, Why not was owned by another company, became its own entity in 2001. At that point, mm-hmm. uh, I was, uh, I was in charge of PR and trade shows. Connor was a staff writer. He would later go on to be in charge of all of the news and written content on the site. And I was in charge of all of our sales. Uh, forward a couple more years after that, as the industry's changing before tube sites hit, the owners of the company just weren't really adapting. It seemed like they'd kind of lost interest in the company. Uh, decided they wanted to fight each other over ownership of it all. And then when all was said and done, we ended up getting one bought out and then we found an investor and got the other bought out. Uh, and Connor and I basically started driving from the back seat in like 2007, 2008 and hmm. saw that, you know, we'd lost a lot of ground and we needed sure. to do something to save the company. And then tube sites hit and then the recession hit and all hmm. hell broke loose from like 2008 to 2010. And when all was said and done, you know, we were able to uh, have an investor help us out. Uh, we made a lot of great decisions. You know, we made a few mm-hmm. mistakes along the way, of course. Sure. But uh, the journey at any given time could have just ended because the amount of stress and the amount of bullshit that we had to endure during that time. I mean, there were days where I would just get up and I'd be like, you know what? I can't do this. I, I just can't anymore. It's just sure. it's ridiculous. And any sane person at that point would have realized, you know what? <laughs> this is just too much. But you We know, know you better. Get- we know better about you, Jay. Yeah. Maybe, you know, you get to that point where you just keep fighting and you keep doing that, you know, to just call it quits at that point would really negate Mm -hmm. everything that you've been working towards. Right. Uh, You know, and then sure enough, we were able to get to the point where we bought out the investor. So uh, Mm -hmm. it was all completely worth it. Honestly, I consider it one of the better success stories in this industry. I agree. And you guys, you guys really have changed with the times Uh, of all the companies out there. Most of the other companies out there have pretty much stayed the same or stayed pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. The one thing I notice about you guys is you've shifted and you've adapted it and you've changed with the times and you've added products as the times have warranted it. Absolutely. I mean, you have to, uh, unless you have a product that's going to be in demand all the freaking time, uh, you have to constantly be looking for new revenue streams and you have to be shifting and paying attention to what's trending and what changes out there. I mean, you know, you think about it uh, way, way back when, look at how big MySpace was. And they were only mm. big for like a year or two or something like yeah, that. Yeah. And they completely disappeared. I mean, you think about Facebook. Facebook has been big for, you know, a very considerable amount of time. Sure. Um, but there is going to come a day where Facebook is completely uh, a relic. It's just not going to be used by the masses anymore. Yeah, Yeah. it's going to be replaced. I mean, it's definitely been on its way for quite some time, but it's still huge. There's no question about it. Yep. Uh, But, you know, unless you're something like that, where you don't plan on working beyond 10 years at the most and selling when it's worth millions and millions and then getting out, uh, then, you know, you have to focus on what's working for you and what isn't and, you know, more or less kind of predicting what's going to work. And that's what we've been doing. Yeah. And unfortunately, those acquisition strategies in the adult industry aren't necessarily the same as mainstream. Right. Yeah. There's, you know, <laughs> lots of other factors at play. Absolutely. So tell us a little more about your experience with Exotica and how people can join. Why not there? Basically, you know, it's funny. I've got a core group of models that I like to work with that have really shown themselves to be just hard workers, great Mm -hmm. attitude, very dependable, show up at the booth on time, (coughs) 
<clears throat> they're out there hustling. They're good for my brand, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, good uh, for working with them. Um, they can always, you know, prospective models can always reach out to me and ask. Uh, I will sure. say though that we're definitely over full for New Jersey for this year, and I'm already pretty much at capacity for DC as well. But uh, you know, they can always reach out to me, and uh, you know, who knows? Talk about your relationship with the models because. I'm thinking back to a consulting client we had, and we had a dialogue about when I asked you who would be a good model as a spokesmodel. And I was kind of surprised, although when I think back about it, I I understand because of your philosophy, uh, you guys were really, really careful wanting to know what we wanted this person for, how much we were going to pay the person. Yep. And, and talk a little bit about your relationship with the models, because I found that fascinating. Well, I mean, because I know so many, uh, there isn't really any one standard, I guess, relationship that I have with any of them. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, I take anything and everything as a professional business relationship, first and foremost. Sure. Uh, you know, many of the models that I'm friendly with belong to platforms that are very important to me, mm-hmm. uh, very important to my brand. Uh, and I mean, you know, not all models are created the same. I mean, some I know are, are more interested in, you know, X way of doing business. Others might be more interested in Y. Some mm-hmm. might be interested in affiliate opportunities. Some might be interested in ambassador. Some, I mean, I just know they're going to be very reliable. Others, you know, might be interested in it for a month and then they'll want to move on and do something different. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I kind of take note of everyone who I'm friendly with. And, you know, when I meet someone new or I meet someone who's been around for a long time and we just haven't crossed paths or had cause to do business together. Uh, I mean, I pay attention to a lot of details. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I mean, for la- I hate saying this, but for lack of another way of saying it, uh, because of my age and the fact that I've been around <laughs> for a long time, you know, I am kind of in some ways looked upon like as a father figure, but <laughs> you know, there's nothing I can you do hate. I could tell by your voice. You hate that Jay. <sighs> it depends. I mean, yeah, no, it's the <laughs> double-edged sword, you know, that's funny. Yeah. Oh yes. We are older Jay. <laughs> yeah, we are. We've known each other a very long time and we were, we were pretty damn young when we met, but uh, we're older now. Talk about uh, your newest event, Why Not Reunion. I was a sponsor uh, this yeah. year and in the first year, and it was it was fantastic. Um, talk about 2023. So we're definitely going to do one in 2023, but it's not going to probably be in Phoenix. Uh, hmm. The reason being... Here's the thing. We were originally going to do this at the Tempe Mission Palms Hotel, which is where the Phoenix Forum took place for like 16 or 15 years. They were showing us every sign that they didn't want us there. So we ended up changing hotels weeks before the show, uh, just out of comfort and security for our uh, attendees as well as ourselves and our own sanity. And it went off without a hitch. I mean, we had a great show, but we did not get invited back. And Hmm. for, for no reason. I mean, there was no problems. There was no nothing. Either. I probably shouldn't have gotten naked. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Bruce. <laughs> no, I mean, essentially, you know, I just don't want to deal with that kind of nonsense. I don't want to have yeah. to sit here and pound the pavement and prove to a hotel that, you know, we're a business event just like any other. Yes. Know, and just having to jump through hoops and deal with bullshit. So uh, it's, we're going to be, we're very interested in doing one in 2023, but mm-hmm. we're looking at doing it in a different city and probably mm-hmm. at a place that, you know, is at least familiar 
to uh, the bulk of the attendees. So, and maybe and maybe not so conservative. Yeah, exactly. You can say it. <laughs> well, you know, obviously we're looking at possibly either you know Vegas, possibly the Miami area. Hmm. Uh, we're we're just not sure yet. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, what are some of the fun? And uh, entertainment highlights planned for the Why Not Community and Why Not Cam Awards. So we've got all kinds of great stuff going on. I mean, the show's going to start October 10th. Uh, we're going to have, you know, our typical speed networking to kind of kick things off. Uh, we want to have a mm-hmm. self-defense class going on that evening. And then we're going to mm. have an opening night cocktail party that cams.com is sponsoring. This is going to be going on at the hotel. And mm-hmm. it's going to be, uh, you know, hors d'oeuvres. It's going to be a great uh, mixer for everybody just getting into town. Uh, then on October 11th, we've got a full day of seminars. We've got the meat market. We've got safer work photography going on. We've got all kinds of fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that evening, we just announced it that we're going to be doing a live rock band cosplay karaoke night. So, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, we're going to have a live rock band play. They've got hundreds and hundreds of songs, and we're encouraging everybody to dress up for an early Halloween. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be – I'm still looking at getting it sponsored right now. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's something that we feel is really important to have. It's just going to be a great, fun time. No one sure. else is doing anything like this. Then right. on the 12th, our entertainment sponsor for the show is Strip Chat, and mm-hmm. we're taking over the entire rooftop pool of the W Hollywood Hotel Hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be an amazing night. We've got the pool. We've got, you know, there's going to be food and drink going on up there. And we've got the pool to all hours. Uh, you know, there'll be heat lamps in case it gets a little chilly out. So right. this is something that we did a few years ago. And we're going to mm-hmm. revive it. Uh, but it's going to be even better this year. And mm-hmm. then, of course, on the 13th, the red carpet starts at 530 Pacific time. And mm-hmm. then the Why Not Cam Awards starts promptly at 830. And it's all going to be live streamed. Very cool. So, Jay, you grew your hair out during the pandemic. Uh, I was kind of curious, why haven't you cut it yet? You know, it's funny. It got to the point where it's just like it's become such a part of me and it's become like a (laughs) part of my brand even. And the fact that I still have, you know, the majority of it. I mean, yes, it's definitely thinning on top. But the fact that I have the majority (laughs) of it still and it's become a thing and it's certainly become a bone of contention for a number of people as well. Uh, <laughs> makes me want to cut it less and less. I mean, yeah, sure. it's a pain in the ass to be sure, but you know, I figure at this point, once it's gone, it's gone. I mean, I, I'm kind of at a point in my life where I'm just probably not going to do it again unless uh, I, I, I get delirious and I'm unable <laughs> to make decisions for myself. So, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's become a thing, and uh, I don't know. I mean, I enjoy it, so I figure, you know what, I can do whatever I want. Why not? Why not? Why not? Is there going to be a live Why Not Summit now that everyone is traveling again? That's a good question. You know, I know. That's we, why I asked it. Yeah. Thanks. So, yeah. I sure. Mean, when we launched it in 2020, we were the first North American online-only adult trade show. And mm-hmm. we had nearly 2,000 registrations that year. It mm-hmm. was a huge success. We did it again in 2021 and 2022. Uh, we did it twice in 2020, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh there's still a lot of people out there that want to attend trade shows, but can't either because they just don't want to travel or they don't have the means to, or they're just mm-hmm. have social anxiety and don't want to. So yeah. the likelihood of us continuing on with why not summit is obviously very high, but doing mm-hmm. it like a two or a three day event like that, I don't 
necessarily see us putting as much of the resources and time uh, for doing it much beyond like a day or two. Hmm. So would it be would it be a live event or or just virtual? Oh, it would be virtual. I mean, the Why Not Summit okay. is it is virtual only. Yeah. So okay. we're going to keep that Why Not Summit virtual. Just I don't think we're going to make it a three day event because we're just not going to oh. pull the numbers that we have. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, people just don't get excited about that as much. Anymore. Yeah, the I don't think the appetite is there as much for virtual summits as it was during the pandemic. Obviously, people were just right. glad to see anybody besides their family. Exactly. Um, what are some individual things you're working on personally? Doing a little bit of consultation here and there mm-hmm. uh, for for various models. Um, I'm you know doing some affiliate type opportunities doing a lot of connections for businesses with individuals. And uh, I'm also assisting with Ainsley's MyGirlCrush.com clothing line. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. Now, I noticed you have a model directory now. Why not? Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Connor put together this great thing that uh, is connected directly with our awards as well as uh, our events in general. Mm-hmm. And it's just a real simple process. You go to whynotid.com. You can create your own model account. And uh, if you're nominated for anything, it can go directly to your voting page. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've got an event coming up, you can RSVP through it. Uh, you can do any kind of polls that we push your way to get you know information for upcoming events. Um, and it's just something great that you can just share with your fans. It's all safe for work photos. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a directory like you would expect a directory to, to work. Uh, sure. But it's, you know, just as much professional th- as it is anything else. I got to tell you, I use your professional directory a lot. Oh, nice. Thank you. Yeah, because sometimes I just can't think off the top of my head, uh, memory not being what it used to be, you know, turning oh, 65 next month. And I, I sometimes use, a lot of times, use a director going, okay, billers or okay, hosting companies. And whether it's subject matter for a blog we're doing that I need to give to my writer or whatnot, I I use that industry directory a lot and it's really helpful. And if anyone doesn't know that whynot.com has an industry directory, it's awesome. So yeah, we've been doing that for a long time. I appreciate that very much. It's really about the only one out there that's that's worth a damn. So, you know, people really should should check it out. So tell us about Why Not's philosophy on how you work with people and how it relates to industry loyalty. So basically, we have always, you know, wanted to treat everyone with respect in the industry. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter if, you know, you're a CEO or if you're an assistant to someone or... Mm-hmm somebody who works in the marketing department, we've always approached, you know, treat everyone with respect. I mean, as well, you never know who could be big tomorrow. So I mean, exactly. you're rude to someone that could come to bite you in the ass. I mean, we don't do it for that reason. We just figure, you know, we're all in this together to some degree. And, you know, we like to have as much fun as we possibly can. So mm-hmm. it just, I don't know, it just pays to make the most of it and just, you know, be a good person. And I mean, at the same time, <laughs> you know, we do whatever we can for a lot of businesses out there to help mm-hmm. elevate them, to help promote them, to give them, you know, the kind of recognition they deserve. And while we would never ever tell anyone, don't do this or don't do marketing with this company or don't do mm-hmm. that. 
uh, because it's either our way or the highway kind of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. It is a little disconcerting sometimes to see people that I know we've really been kind of fighting for and putting out on the front lines to just kind of disregard us and decide, you know, that, uh, you know, they got their use out of us, so to speak. And now yeah. they're going to go with, you know, our competitor or just do something that more or less just flies in our face. I mean, I've seen that happen quite a bit. And I mean, sure. it sucks. It's life. It's just the way it goes. And some business. people just don't have the same philosophy as us. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I think loyalty is important. You know, you talked about you never know who you're dealing with and everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, and people starting out as as an assistant and ending up uh, the top of a company. Look at oh, Shirley yeah. Laura. She started out on the ground level and it ended up a CEO. She's definitely like one of the most influential women in the industry and definitely yeah. one of the most influential women, if not the most, as far as executives go in the cam industry. So it's yeah. like, I, but isn't that a great isn't that a great example of someone starting out on the ground level and ending up running a company? Absolutely. I mean, I remember when she was an affiliate manager way way back in the day. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she's one of the best success stories out there. Absolutely. So, I understand you're going to be in an upcoming movie called Pornado. <laughs> Fill us in on that, Jay. So, I met the director at Exotica a few. No, about a year ago, I met mm-hmm. uh, Alien Rob at the Exotica, Evan uh, Stone as the lead mm-hmm. actor in the movie. And I right. was just you know, finding out about this when I was there and I'm, you know, asking around. I'm like, I, I met the director and, uh, you know, I'm like, hey, look, you know, what, what's this going to be about? It's like, well, you know, kind of gave me the plot line and all that and how it's going to be uh, like NC-17 rated so that this is something mm-hmm. they can play in all theaters. Hmm. And they only wanted people from the industry in the cast. And I'm like, well, look, you know, I've got IMDb credits. I've done this. I've done that. I've been on this TV show. Uh, sure. Is there any possibility that I could be in this? And I mean, you know, he saw some clips of acting that I've done and mm-hmm. more or less just said, yeah, we'd like to have you in it. So cool. uh, we hope to start shooting some scenes uh, in New Jersey Exotica next month. So. Nice. Uh, and uh, right now we're in a phase where we definitely need to get some funding and financing going. So mm-hmm. uh, anybody listening out there who has deep pockets that, you know, wants to put into something that could very well be a cult classic. I mean, you know, we're talking like, you know, Rocky Horror Picture Show kind of cult classic potential. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what we're hoping for. Cool. I wish you well with it. Thanks. As as everything, Jay. So, Jay, I'd like to thank you for being our guest again today on Adult Site Broker Talk. And I'm looking forward to round, boy, it would be four soon. Round four? Well, if for the fourth time we do this. Yes, this is the third. This is the third. I thought this, yeah, you're right. It is. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. My broker tip today is part eight of what to do to make your site more valuable for when you decide to sell it later. Last week, we talked about information needed to give the buyer and being transparent with the buyer. Here's more information on what to give to a potential buyer. How well has your content been protected from piracy, and what steps have you taken to protect your content? Are you using a piracy takedown or monitoring service? These are important facts to know. What promotional tools do you offer to your affiliates? The more tools you offer, the more successful your affiliates will be. What is your traffic breakdown by country? Tier 1 countries like the USA, Canada, the UK, Germany, and Australia are the most preferred. 
Add in anything else that will add value to the sale of your property that you can think of, such as what custom scripts do you use? What content management system software is on your site? Do you use billing or affiliate software like NATS? What is your retention rate? How you retain your members is of the utmost importance. How many joins and rebills do you have a day? Do you buy advertising? And if so, what kind? Can your content make more money in the DVD or VOD markets, or have you already taken advantage of this? How much did you spend to produce or buy the content that's on your site? What do you believe the content is worth now? We'll talk about this subject more next week. And next week we'll be speaking with Dan Hogue of Pornstar Platinum and Transerotica. And that's it for this week's Adult Site Broker Talk. I'd once again like to thank my guest, Jay Kopita of Why Not? Talk to you again next week on Adult Site Broker Talk. I'm Bruce Friedman. <laughs>